Hey sunshine, and welcome to Doulas Bloom, where we uncover and discover who we are through creating space to connect with ourselves. I'm your host, Bria, a self-discovery coach and an involvement guide, helping you to shape your life to fit your unique needs and desires by embracing change and leaning into your curiosity. Before we get started, I have to remind you of your influence because you are an inspiration. Let's check in with ourselves by doing a full body scan and settling into our body. Take a breath. Notice where there's any tension in your body and see if there's any way that you can make yourself five times more comfortable as you're listening today. Today, we are blessed with the presence of my mother. She is my best friend, and I'm so thankful for all that she's done for me in this lifetime. She has taught me so much about how to navigate relationships, good or bad, (laughs) how to speak up for myself in all situations, and how to lean in to myself and how I can better understand how I feel about Bria. (laughs) So we're going to share a little bit about our relationship and hey mom, hey, (laughs) don't be nervous. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Give a little brief background slash history? Okay. (laughs) I am Sheba Wagner now, formerly known as Sheba Daniel. Um, I am... 43 young. I was a single mother for 17 years. Um, I became a mother at 17. Bria was the second of five. I was 21 when I had her. She was my firstborn daughter, (laughs) the oldest girl. And um, I'm still trying to find myself outside of being a mother, a wife, a sister, an aunt, an employee, a teacher. So I'm still in wife. Of course, I have to say wife. Did I say wife? I think you said wife. (laughs) So um, just trying to define myself um, outside of those titles and relationships that I hold with all of my family and my children and coworkers and friends. So (laughs) my mom is also... A child care provider. Yes. Okay. I am a teacher. I do work at a child care center. Um, I work with children four to five years old that are going to be going into kindergarten. And it's a state funded program known as NC Pre-K. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that for the last three years, but I've been in child care for the last 20 something years. Um I was always the house with all the kids, the one that everyone trusted with their children. So I did go into child care after working with um, young adults for about six years. Um, before that, I've really only held about, I'd say, five jobs in my lifetime. Um, I think that's pretty good. So um, I've been at my current job for 10 years, and that's Prior to that, I was at that job for six years, so it's been fun. 
So I've been surrounded by children practically all my life. So that is something about me. Don't mind me, guys. I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> we'll get it together before the end. Yes, we will. We're going to just talk a little bit about our relationship and how you said we had a lot of kids in the house. Yes. We always had someone with us. So, like, for me and my perspective, when I think about, like, my childhood, I remember, yes, I'm your first daughter, and <laughs> I'm the second oldest. I just remember, like, helping you or wanting to help you kind of relieve some of your stress and to be, like, your little support person that's, like, in the house that can help. I think in Hawaii... That's when I really was like, I can do more. Let me help. Like, let me cook. Let me clean. Let me wake people up for school in the morning so mom can get some more sleep. So, I don't know. How did you feel about me taking on, like, a little mini mommy role? <laughs> um, I think it was helpful, but I always um, wanted to make sure that you guys didn't feel overwhelmed about having to take care of each other or siblings, you know, because I know a lot of times when you are um, a young mom or even a single parent, you know, a lot of people will feel like, oh, well, you know, you're going to have your kids raising your kid, you know, yeah, your siblings. And it's like, you know, I wasn't out partying and doing things like that where you had to be home with, you know, your siblings and be like, hey, when's mom coming home? You know, it did um, was... A relief to have you help because in Hawaii did um, take on like you know cooking and that love for cooking and mm -hmm. you know nurturing and you know helping and I've always been the type to kind of want you guys to if it's something you like just kind of hone into it and enjoy it so it was very helpful you know sometimes probably would have to be like okay mommy uh, I would have to <laughs> say hey there's only one queen in this house and um <laughs> You know, where it was just like, okay, you know. Mom's yeah. home, Bria. I got this. Yes. I don't, I, I'm here. You don't have to be my, what, it, like, soundboard or your echo. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I think you did balance it well. Um, I know it would be overwhelming sometimes because um, prior to Hawaii, you had your cousins that were older than you that, you know, were around mm -hmm. or your, yeah. you know, but then when we moved to Hawaii, you had a new set of cousins yeah. that were younger than you. So it was like it kind of switched from older cousins to now younger cousins. And I was the older cousin. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that had it. But I think that for me, it was good to see you guys growing up with your cousins because we didn't. We only had each other. You know, me and my sister and my brother, it was three of us. And we, my mother moved away, so we didn't grow up with our cousins. We yeah. were just kind of, we had to have each other's backs, you know. So I think I've always wanted it to be kind of family oriented, but then it could also be kind of a curse, a blessing <laughs> and a curse at times when you have, you know, that family or you're the one that's, you know, the one with the kids, you know. And I felt like when I was being a single mom that I didn't have a whole bunch of support and I didn't trust people with my children. Mm -hmm. So 
a lot of times I would just be like, okay, I'm not going to go then. Or just bring the kids over here then. So mm. I kind of missed out on some things, but it really wasn't because I just felt like, you know, they're my responsibility and I don't trust people, you know. So I wanted to keep you guys safe and I wanted to be comfortable. So, But I think our relationship was... Um, really good like um we would kind of talk i know our relationship where you were always kind of unique and you didn't really conform to what everyone was doing so it was kind of be like you know and i'd be like who did what to my baby you know <laughs> and so you were kind of the one that would be like well they're being mean and i just don't want to be bothered with them and i'm not going to talk to them so i would be like well you know come with me or we'll do our own thing but then wanting you to kind of fit in but then not so much you know because even I remember like you know she's just different and she's going to be special she's going to be unique because you know you kind of fall out with them and I was kind of like that too growing up it was like when we got that third wheel if it was just me and another person we were great but then once that third person came I was (laughs) the odd man out and then I'd be like okay this is too much I'm not competing for a friendship Mm. I will just do my own thing you know so I think you kind of went through that with the like that like you'd be in then you'd be out then you'd be in and so it was just like and then it would be good but I think um that's what I saw you know like I wanted even Benet like I wanted you guys to have a better type relationship with other people just with friendships but then sometimes it could be kind of overrated because I think you did still stay out of drama you know yeah. you weren't in a fights and you know he say she say stuff yeah. so I think it was pretty balanced for you guys where it wasn't like oh who's she beating up now or who's trying to jump her now you know so it was a good thing too you know I was gonna say that speaking to you you like Cause I never, I just remember that I was always with you, like, I, and you were like, oh, I wish you would go and be with the kids, but like, whenever you would try to have your grown up time, mm-hmm. I always just remember being there and just like observing and just watching and just like being in the business and just kind of like Emily now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I didn't know that the reason why I was in those situations because I couldn't be bothered with the kids of my age or whatever that yeah. they were in. But that makes sense. I um, I think it's funny you're just like name dropping everybody. Oh, are we supposed to protect um, the names? I, <laughs> I don't, we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, I forgot, Mr. Wolf. Okay. To so, like, you could just say friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sorry to everyone who heard all those uh, those beeping noises, but I just don't want all my business out there. Okay. But. I think it's great that that's the perspective that you had on me growing up because like I knew that you were just trying as a empath as a Scorpio I was just aware of the stress and pressure that you were under and I was Mm -hmm. just like how can I be on my best behavior (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I don't make things worse Mm -hmm. so I don't cause any unnecessary pressure and I'm gonna say that I think there was a shift when we moved to North Carolina, because mm-hmm. one, middle school is crazy. You just get introduced to different things. Like when mm. you're not in grade school anymore, people are just bold. <laughs> and so like I was introduced to a lot of things. I thought I knew everything. I 
I really thought I was doing something. And I feel like I just could be, like, I could care less about what you had to say to me or thought about what <laughs> I was doing. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this regardless. Don't care. Mm-hmm. And that followed me throughout high school. And we we know how this story ends. But I'm glad that we're on the other side of it because I was one of those uh, struggle childs. <laughs> yeah, I think it was not until, like, Mm, around like the eighth grade when you start getting into your own and like okay I just always remembering you where it's like I'm not gonna apologize and why can't I say this you know and I think we even had that conversation about you know respecting your elders or respect and things like that I would view as respect or saying talking back or something like that so you've always wanted to kind of voice your opinion and Mm -hmm. so sometimes it for me it came out as disrespectful but then it was still you just voicing your opinion but then I remember sometimes saying okay I didn't ask you a question I don't want to hear what you have to say it's just this is what it's going to be and you need to deal with it and And I you would still that I was like so I'm just a lecture I'm just getting lectured yeah and it's like it's no rebuttal it's no debate it's nothing you know and I find myself even doing that with your youngest sibling is saying like it wasn't a question I didn't ask you so it was a statement being made and you telling you what you need to do or what was going to (laughs) happen. So I think for me, you kind of showed me a lot to say, okay, let me kind of open up a little more because you do want your child to be able to express Mm -hmm. themselves, but it's also in a respectful manner because your other sister, she won't speak up for herself and it's like if you're being respectful you need to put that person in their place respectfully but don't take it as well they're an adult you're an adult too and you can speak up for yourself and even as a child you should be able to be respected and even working with children um you know we have to listen to what they have and they have you know they can just say hey why and as adults we should give them enough respect to tell them yeah why not just because I said so. So I think as I, you know, matured into, a, a, you know, um, into not what I was taught. Like mm-hmm. children should be seen and mm-hmm. not heard. Oh. You know, so just saying, let me teach my children respect. Like your younger sibling, her mouth is slick, but it's still <sighs> like, it still needs to be where, okay, that's not appropriate. But then you're going to grow up speaking your mind really because you did you know you're still that person where it's like I'm not apologizing and you can't force me to apologize and I'm gonna say if it was the truth why should I apologize because it was true yeah so just respecting people enough to say okay if they have freedom to say what they yeah want to say and I think to go along with that at the end of the day regardless of age we're all still human and all humans deserve to be treated the way that they want to be treated. And so like, if I'm trying to communicate my needs to you and you're not listening because you're concerned about, I'm just a child. I need to listen. It's hard for me to get my needs met when Mm -hmm. you're not 
even ready to receive it. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I always thought, mom's not ready to receive this, so I'm not even going to say it. I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to bring this up. She just wants to lecture me. Are we done? I remember saying that a lot. Or it would be like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I don't need you to say anything. I just want you to listen. And I was just like, bro. Or the last, uh uh-huh, or the last word. So it was It was kind of like a power struggle between the two of us, really. Because I was just like, you going to hear me. I might not be saying something, but I'm saying something through my demeanor. Mm -hmm. And you picked up on that, and I was just like, yeah. You guys can't see the eyes that I'm making, but I'm yeah. just like... It's like, and what? Yeah. You know, so. And so, I know exactly... Like, it's it's kind of weird because, like, we're on the opposite side of it. I'm grown up now. I'm a, an adult. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't really have to go through some of these things but anymore. But it's still, like... I don't even know how to begin to consider how to parent someone Mm -hmm. and it's just like I would like to think that I would take everything that I didn't enjoy during my childhood and be able to apply it to what I'm teaching but I think it's a lot harder than people think Mm -hmm. um parenting it's not easy because you don't know who your child is going to be before they get here exactly and it's just that part of like listening because I'm a different being than my siblings and so and it's the temperament so mm-hmm. you know some are easy some you know it's just hard and i think for me i think it i all of you guys were pretty easy and then it came to a point where it was not really a struggle but it was where it was like oh these teens or this mouth and you know it's just like but you guys were good kids so it wasn't like it was anything even though I joke like oh I should have disciplined you guys more you know but I think it still was balanced because I can pretty much count on my hands how many times that I had to really like discipline or punish or anything down so I was kind of more lenient I feel and that it did work because you guys weren't in a whole bunch of trouble you know if anything I know people would be like okay her mouth I'll be like yeah it's just her mouth you know and (laughs) it it is what it is because after a certain point it's like you know if this is who you are I can try to tell you like hey you know even like with you know um MEJ (laughs) she um (laughs) You know, telling her, like, when you're, like, what? Or saying no, like, telling her, you know, grown-ups will see this as disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Or you have to know that, you know, you can't yell at your sibling. Or you can't yell at a person. Or you have to, you know, be respectful to your older siblings. And I think that yeah. still goes to show because you see how disrespectful you it's feel. so... Oh. And then just think of me as a parent when you guys were younger and you're saying all this because her mouth it is hard. Reckless. And that's what I'm saying. I don't even know where to begin to like process that. I think it's just something that you'll have to figure out while you're doing it mm-hmm. because my siblings, my younger siblings specifically, the babies, they're mean. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> and sometimes it's like, oh, I can remember this sounding like something you would do or say where mm-hmm. it's like this is like 
going back in a circle like okay there's certain like you guys have like a same type temperament or yeah you know similar yeah I think it's so my mom didn't clarify this in the beginning but she we we call it round two okay. so there's um the older siblings the three of us OG threes and yeah. then we have the second round two which are the babies and so I have at least a almost a 20 year age difference between the youngest yeah and then 15 ish between the second baby so like it's a big age difference and like trying to navigate all of those things is is a lot yeah and like like I said my mom and I have had our ups and downs I wasn't the greatest we had both unresolved trauma on both sides Mm -hmm. of our relationship but I want to pose the question to you, mom, like how, what is one way that you have tried to not project your trauma, your stress, your shame, guilt, resentment, whatever you were feeling towards a situation or yourself? How did you try to not put that on other people? Like put it on your children, put it on your 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 sisters your yeah. like how did you try to process that and not hurt other people in the process of your healing i think for me just always wanting to be the peacemaker and being the neutral party um and sometimes playing devil's advocate you know i think for me it was just a matter of trying to say or think outside of myself you know mm-hmm. to be like okay is this something that is going to release something from me or is it going to hurt somebody? So I always try to kind of gauge what is the underlying purpose of me saying whatever, you know, because I was the baby of, you know, three children and my siblings saw me as, oh, she's the spoiled, she's the chosen one and things like that. And I'm like, well, I can't help it that I was a good child you know I had I did my dirt and things like that but I still was respectful I still was there and cared for my mom and you know I was as respectful as I could even though I was lashing out and doing extra stuff but I still felt like you where you wanted to alleviate some of that stress for her so I think for that and they felt like oh I had a good life yeah but I chose to you know, do the right thing because I knew that I needed something and I wanted to, you know, be there for my mom. And even despite of what she did or didn't do or how she did things, I didn't agree. I still felt like I'm your child and I want to be the easy child because you've had, you know, the stress and the trauma and things like that. So I always try to just think of that part. And I think sometimes I would just, you know, I think church helped a lot too when I was going through things like that and just trying to have faith and, you know, pray. But then it kind of hindered too because then sometimes I would be so hard on myself and Mm. just unforgiving of the things that I did and I'm like no that's my past I'm not who I was yeah you know so I wouldn't so I did a lot of self-talk and just trying to you know try to just 
get myself out of that rut, you know, yeah. because I always felt like, you know, everybody had stuff going on and for, do you really want to know what I have going on or do you just want me to be the sounding board or that listening ear for you? So I just kind of made my own self where it was like, I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going to get myself through this or write. I would journal and write things down. But then if a person was like trying to open up to them and then they seemed like they were you know, thinking about what they were going to have for lunch. I'd be like, okay, yeah, moving right along. And then I would just be done, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, it was just something inside of me that helped me just at a young age with just trying to keep that peace. But then I am learning now, if it's not bringing peace in me, I have to let it out. So I have yeah. to let you know that I'm not feeling you. <laughs> you know, there is something wrong and this relationship cannot be. It's one-sided or I'm just going to cut you off and give you that silent treatment or ice you and just be like, okay, you, you don't matter. You know, and it's sad to say, but in order for me to keep my peace, my sanity, then I need to cut those people out and you don't matter enough to keep any type of control or even mm -hmm. no so I just kind of just got through it and it was just I think kind of hard with just when you don't have that support yeah and I didn't have it with you guys you know I didn't have you can probably think about how many people like watched you whose house you went over and <laughs> you probably like oh yeah probably and so zero. yeah I never had a break so this second time around I try to get a little more breaks but I don't try to overwhelm you guys too yeah. much to say hey we watch your siblings we watch this you know because a lot of people be like oh well they have older siblings and I'm like I'm not gonna burden them like that and I know one family member was like what they live with you they can do that and I'm like I would not put my kids off of somebody that don't want to and then I come back and my kids is tied to the back of the door taped up like honey you home you know so no. yeah I I realized how loaded that question was but you answered it so beautifully and I I remember you journaling and doing all this but to know that you did a lot of like affirmations mm -hmm. and self-talk it's just like that is basically what I do mm -hmm. 24 7 and I feel more connected to you. I just I just have to say that that you you shared that because I think that we see our parents or people from a, a like we're basically generations apart mm -hmm. as so far removed from where we were, but it's just like they were here 20 years ago. Yeah. And they're still struggling with the dynamic shifts between their generation of mm -hmm. family so like but the relationships between my aunt which is your sister and like those dynamics are shifting and just understanding that family dynamics will continue to shift as people start to take care of themselves mm -hmm. better show up for themselves more and it's 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 I don't know my mind is blown I'm learning so much okay. <laughs> but it's I really like what you said about how church was the space for you to kind of process some of those emotions and like reward yourself and celebrate all the good things that come but also caused a bit of a hindrance by putting so much pressure mm -hmm. on you because I would say that I'm not a super religious person definitely more spiritual just creating space for me to accept everything that has happened to me and just 
taking all those great memories and shared experiences and appreciating them and then when they come up it's just like oh I remember that and then it's like a move on I don't really feel good or bad about it but it's just like oh I remember that so I think that there's a lot to be said about creating space for you to be able to process those and the environment in Mm -hmm. which you decide to to process them in and who you decide to be a voice in how you decide how you feel about a certain area of your life exactly because because there's a lot that can be said about just religion altogether but we're not going there (laughs) yeah and I think for me um because you know we didn't have like the internet I would get like the self-help books and you know I had uh Joyce Meyer yeah Joyce Meyer (laughs) books uh, you know the battlefield uh, battlefields Battlefield of the mind for and children just, and stuff yeah like that. and just different things you know yeah. I would just try to just give myself the resources I remember me and my sister um we were I probably wasn't even I might have only been 20 or just 21 but we found like a, a Presbyterian church and they were having like um parenting classes and they would feed us and the kids and so we would just find resources to try to help us or do like workshops and you know programs for single moms and things like that where we would try to get the most out of you know the things because you know with us being raised with a mom that you know she had high expectations for us and it was like even though you know you guys are young mothers because you know my sister she was 15 as a mother I was 17 you know so it was kind of like a generational kind of thing um where it was like but it still wasn't an option for you just to be on welfare and not get an education or not get a you know have a job and things like that so I think that kind of was instilled in us even though she was kind of disappointed in us but she still we were still busy trying to still show us that hey even though we made these choices we still want to make you proud yeah you know and so I think that was something where I think she felt she felt as a mom you mm-hmm. know and then I felt resentment like if you knew why wouldn't you talk to me more about yeah. relationships and that yeah. I mattered more that I shouldn't just you know be, take this guy's word at face value and just say oh yeah he loves me or he's this yeah. or just kind of be frivolous you know with just relationships and just thinking that you know I am somebody I should respect my body I should respect myself enough to know that guess what I'm more than just this but I think just trying to fill in like the daddy void because my father died when um, I was like two and not knowing him, you know, yeah. so you do have those voids and but nobody talks to you about that and nobody says, Hey, I see that you're kind of dating and you're going through some guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it. You know, it's just like, Ugh. you know, so I like think, a judgy. Yes. Yeah, judgy. Instead and then of people are helping still, process. Yeah, exactly. And then people are like, Oh, you got three kids, you know, you're only this age and stuff like that. So I think I was so busy trying to prove people wrong mm. and then not even like, I don't need a handout. So I'm yeah. going to take care of my kids and I'm going to be, you know, proud. And then I didn't want you guys to feel like we never had nothing. So I did overcompensate with, 
gifts and you know getting in debt because I don't want you guys to feel like oh we don't have a dad or we don't have yeah. this so I don't want you to feel like you guys weren't enough or that you guys had to suffer because mm -hmm. of my choices you know so it was like oh they want that they want Shopkins they want <laughs> we're gonna get it because they have it you not know not the Shopkins you know so just wanting to just have more and I think for me that was kind of a coping mechanism too was just saying that I poured into you guys yeah you know you always had like you you were always juggling a lot between jobs being a mom trying to show up for us individually mm -hmm. and like it was a lot so I definitely again I know that we talk about this often mm -hmm. but just like sitting down and hearing it all at once I'm just like you're literally superwoman <laughs> yeah and and I felt like when I look back on it like dang I didn't know what I was doing but you know I'm grateful for the way you guys turned out you know yeah it, you haven't you know you guys don't have kids yeah you know you don't guys do <laughs> don't do drugs nobody's been to jail nobody you know what I'm saying so it's been really a blessing and I'm like thank you thank you you know and I I just um even though we've had our ups and downs it could be worse like I felt like I was a good enough mom to be like no I don't think I like Bakari probably seen some stuff and probably remember some things that I might have did but then to see me transform into you know a better woman you know yeah so I think um that was really important where it wasn't like you guys just see me out there or like I didn't matter and you guys no, were just I, scrounging for scraps and the fact that you have you're educated <laughs> like mm -hmm. you you have a degree you have like you can support yourself financially mm -hmm. you were able to raise take care of three kids like, yeah bro that's a lot <laughs> yeah but it's just i don't know i my mind is blown because i'm just like literally looking back on it you really didn't have a plan you're just like this is what i'm gonna do and i'm going after it and i'm gonna make this happen because that's all i can do i got these kids to think about yeah. i can't do anything else but keep going keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and i was just like i feel like you're finally at a place where you can kind of slow down because you're married now. You have the support of your husband. Your kids, the babies are the babies. Yeah. And they don't, well, they require a lot of attention, mm -hmm. but two is better than three. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I think I've, in the last seven years I think that I have gotten complacent and I think I had a different drive back then mm -hmm. because it was just me and I wanted so much for you guys and like I need to re uh, assess everything to be like okay where's that drive because I yeah. would set this and this is what I wanted done so I got complacent because I did have the husband support mm -hmm. and things like that but before I would be like oh no I'm not wasting time I'm doing this this and this I cross the list off but now it's like oh what do I really want yeah like that you know I don't need much but I do want more you know yeah and I think that you actually have the space now to 
because like you said you you're you have three grown kids who mm, they can take a a a page out of your story and get a little bit more drive and fire under their butt to to create and go after what they want for their lives but for you also to yeah go after what you want and because this is basically what I preach here that we all have the power to live a life that is unique to our needs and Mm -hmm. we can discover what works best for us and like just give time to lean into our curiosity I'm curious about creating my own business Mm -hmm. and diving into this coaching Mm -hmm. area and just van life I want to live on the road never pay rent Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) like that's what I want to do and so it's just like that's what I'm drawn to that makes sense for me. Yeah. Does that make sense for you with a husband and two kids? If you really yeah. wanted to be schooly, you could do it, but that's not your prerogative. Yeah. So it's just like going after what you want. I have one question, one last question to ask you, mom. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's another big one. <laughs> so can you share one thing that you are currently inspired by or has inspired you to take action to create the life that is more aligned with your unique needs? Um, I think um, just like I think even for you, you know, you inspire me to do um, more, you know, because I just think that even though you're at a place that you... You know, you're at a place where you're okay, but you know that you want more and it just reminds me of when I decided to pack up from Ohio and leave everything I knew and go to Hawaii and you know create a life for my you guys my children and then still be there for my mom but I think I lost that drive along the way but even just seeing you how you are focused and you're like no this is what I'm doing and I'm not settling for anything else. Even just saying how I'm not going to be um, a slave to a nine to five job, you know, Mm -hmm. or a half, you know, so I just admire that, you know, and I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, I did play a part in that and I can see that. You know, the younger me when it's like, nope, I lived in Hawaii and I, you know, managed and I was self-employed and I did this and I, you know, created that space. But then, you know, it took a shift, but I just feel like I think it just was that, you know, it, it re-inspired me to say, yes, Bria does that. And, you know, that she, and that's why I always say, oh yeah, Bria's this and Bria's that. And <laughs> you'd be thinking I'm telling you, but I'm just like, just really proud of just the person that you're becoming. You know, we have our ups and downs and there's things fine-tuning that, you know, we all have. But overall, it's just like you're being a person that knows what you want. You just have to stay focused and know that you're going to get it. And so it just inspires me to say, hey, I'm not too old to get back to what I want and what I need. And, you know, you'll encourage me. You know, so I think we encourage each other and... You know, it's like, yes, I feel like I can be real and transparent with you and not have to necessarily be too, like, worried about, oh, let me be, you know, I think you've matured a lot. 
Because there was times where he was like, oh, no, we can't tell Bray. She might go in or go off, you know. But I think you're at a clearer headspace and you're just with the calmness. And it's like, I know what I want. I know who I want to be. But then I will take heed to, oh, yeah, if I need to be more loving when I speak to my siblings or something because I realize they repeat what I say, you know, where it just kind of manifests itself on its own yeah you know so I think you really inspired me to kind of re-look at my life and say hey and then the little ones inspire me because I want them to have that same experience you know and they just the uh, the extra thing that they do have is they have their dad there you know what but it's still where there's still so much that they can have because I think you guys had the better part of me because you guys had me to yourselves. Yeah. But they have to share me with their older siblings. They have to share me with their dad. They have to share me with each other. And I think, you know, so I'm just inspired by my children, you know, and I want them to be successful, but then I want me to be successful so that I can help you guys get to that place. But I do need to cut the cord and be like, okay, you got to go go out there, shoot, you know. It's fly. your time. Yeah. Fly, birdie, fly. Yeah, because I think I, you guys did live like a sheltered life to a certain extent where you really weren't exposed to much and then life happened and you're like, what? People do that? People, you know, so it was like a <laughs> sheltered life. But you guys, you know, and I think that was that rude awakening for you when we came from Hawaii to North Carolina where you're like, this is what it is, you know. This is the life. Yeah. So I just. This is the life. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just inspired by you guys and especially you um, just staying strong and standing firm on what you believe and not letting anybody tell you that you need this or you need that. You know, and you're just strong and you're, you know, you're, you know, you're a force and it's just like, you don't have to settle yeah, for anything, you know that. And I think even, you know, meaning my mom played a role in that, you know, depositing into you, even though she was a hard lady, she still had nuggets her. and things that she deposited into us because we are who we are, even with my sister, you know, the things that we have and how we can, you know, get to a place of just being confident in who you are, what you want and not settling for mm-hmm. just less. You know, I think that kind of come stems from her. But no, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, just striving and it's, 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 it's really good, you know. Thanks, mom. I can't you guys can't see me but my face the whole time I was just like my heart is touched but thank you so much for coming and talking with me and everyone on the podcast I just want to say that me and my mom will be working together so um get ready to see her a little bit more and if you want to get connected get connected through me ask me how she's doing and i'll let you know okay but thank you for listening to today's episode if anything resonated with you during our chat with my mom please share the link with a friend so we can continue the chain reaction of inspiration 
I enjoyed having you with us here at Dealers Bloom. Feel free to rate, review, follow, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. And remember to shine bright and share your sparkle. I hope you have a great day. And if you're still listening, I would encourage you to go and talk to your mother and tell her how much you appreciate her and see if she has any good gems for you because they're not going to be here forever, okay? So appreciate them now. But have a great day. Bye. <laughs>